You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. This is Sean Doyle, host of the Locked On Blue Jays podcast, your daily podcast dedicated to the Toronto Blue Jays. I also cover Canada's team at the site I founded, jaysfromthecouch.com, and I host Jays From The Couch Radio as well. I'm also the co-author of the Jays From The Couch Guide to the 2018 Toronto Blue Jays, which you will find on Amazon. So whether it's TV, radio, or in person, I'm always happy to talk Blue Jays, so hit me up on Twitter at DoyleJFTC. I'd like to welcome you all to the Locked On Blue Jays podcast. We're super excited to keep this project rolling along. We're off to a great start. Happy to be part of the Locked On Network associated with FanRag Sports. I'll be with you for the entire 2018 season as we look to bring you great audio content every day. For the first part of this episode of Locked On Blue Jays podcast, I'd like to take a look at one of the main reasons why the Toronto Blue Jays are having such success early on in its 2018 season. And it mostly has to do with the difference in depth over a year ago. Quite simply, there are just better options on this roster. In the second half of this show, I want to single out one of those options as having rather large impact on this team, and his name is Jan Hervis Sarlarte. Before we get to all that, of course, I'd like to take a little time to remind you you can find all of the latest Locked on Blue Jays audio and written content on LockedOnBlueJays.com. site is looking good, and we're filling it up as quickly as we can. Lots of content for you over at LockedOnBlueJays.com. As far as the podcast goes, if you're an Apple user, head on over to iTunes, get to the podcast section, search Locked On Blue Jays, click subscribe, and you'll get all of our daily audio all up in your ears. And while you're listening, if you're enjoying it, give us a little rate and review, throw some stars our way, make us feel good, and it helps us out in the iTunes rankings. But if you're an Android user, don't worry, we still love you. Head to Google Play and search Locked On Blue Jays and click subscribe, and it really is just that easy. All right, let's get locked on Blue Jays. So the Toronto Blue Jays, they're off to a rather good start. I'm recording this just uh, between games of the doubleheader on Tuesday thanks to some ice falling from the CN Tower directly through the roof of the Sky Dome, now called Rogers Center, directly through the roof. And what's really funny is the Toronto Blue Jays' Twitter account kind of trolled uh, the rest of baseball saying, we have a dome, ha ha ha, we'll be playing a game today. And then next thing you know, karma bit them and a piece of ice fell through. Uh, and then they had people repairing it. So they had to postpone their first game and then play it today. So they they had a doubleheader on Tuesday. They took the first game 11-3, to spanked the Royals, which is always a good time. But they're off to a great start, now 10-5 and five after that win. And I think it's a start that a lot of people are surprised about. Not many people expected the Toronto Blue Jays, especially out of the gate, to be in such good shape. Uh, five games over 500. It didn't. I feels like last season in 2017, they didn't win their 10th game till about September. Uh, that's what it felt like anyway. Obviously, I'm exaggerating. But they're off to a great start. Depth is proving to be the be-all and end-all the big difference maker in 2018. And if you look at last season, you have to point to, not that you want to blame people, but you have to point to the depth that the, the Toronto Blue Jays had uh, when guys like Troy Tulowitzki and Devin Travis and Josh Donaldson were out. They were relying heavily on players like Ryan Goins and Darwin Barney, who combined uh, hit rather poorly. And so when you play that kind of 
depth, you're going to get a team that's not very competitive. And it's nothing against the guys like Darwin Barney or Ryan Goins because they are the players that they are. The problem is really lies in the fact that those players had to play a significant amount of games, whereas the really big bats, the really heavy contributors are on the DL, and so your drop-off is rather steep. And so the Toronto Blue Jays did not compete last season thanks to that. Again, not the player's fault, but management certainly said, you know what, <laughs> we need to address this this offseason, and they did do just that. They brought in Aledmas Diaz from St. Louis. They brought in Randall Grichuk from St. Louis. And those two players cost them nearly nothing. Now, some would say that Dominic Leone, the bullpen piece that went to St. Louis, was a rather uh, important piece for the Blue Jays last season, and he was. But it's a bullpen piece, and let's be honest, when guys come out of nowhere to succeed in the bullpen, there's no guarantee that they're going to do it again the following season. And then they gave up uh, Connor Green, who kind of, I guess you'd call at this point a, a lottery pick, because you're not really sure what you're going to get out of him. Uh, command seems to be the the issue there. And so the Toronto Blue Jays probably could be said to have won that deal. But they also managed to get Jan Hervis Solarte from the Padres, who you may recall from his days in uh, the American League and a little bit of time in uh, Minnesota and as well as the New York Yankees. But he really came into his own over in San Diego, uh, playing the everyday time. And so that depth, combined with Randall Grichuk, who is replacing the 2017 version of Jose Bautista, and I always make sure that we specify that the 2017 version of Jose Bautista is what's being replaced, because Bautista himself is a legend, obviously, around these parts. So you want to be sure that when you're talking about replacement, you're talking about replacing that level of performance that they saw. And so with those three pieces, just those three pieces, and there were other pieces like Curtis Granderson um, and Jaime Garcia brought in, but just those three pieces alone, the Toronto Blue Jays' depth has increased, has become more valuable, which is huge in the first half of April. We're going to take a little break here, and then we'll come back, and I want to focus on one of those depth pieces in Jan Hervis Solarte. All oh, right, here we go, here we go. Jan Hervis Solarte has been a major, major contributor for the Toronto Blue Jays in 2018. Again, we've already talked about the depth that the Toronto Blue Jays didn't have, but now Solarte is coming over and he's loving first of all his new team his offensive production would certainly suggest so uh, so first of all you have the options that he provides he can play second base has done play he can play shortstop has done and he can also man third base uh, on a r regular basis which he has also done for the Blue Jays and the thing about Jan Herbert Solarte is that he kind of has so far almost made you forget about guys like Josh Donaldson and Troy Tulowitzki. Not that the Toronto Blue Jays are better off without those two. Let's not get carried away. I'm certainly not saying that. But what I am saying is when a guy who's supposed to be depth, a guy who's supposed to be one of those guys you have to figure out how you're going to use him on a consistent basis, when that's your depth and he comes in and has the start, the first 13 games of the, of the season he's played, 
um, 13 of the 15 that the Blue Jays have played, and he's had the production that he's had, it's certainly a welcome relief. And let's just break this down a little bit. Heading into play on Tuesday. Now, we'll talk about Tuesday's game here in a second, but heading into play, hitting 286, an on-base percentage of 423 for an OPS of 923. He's hit a couple of home runs, four RBI, three doubles, and walked 10 times and just struck out only five. Now, that in and of itself is impressive, but the reason, whole reason I'm talking about him is because he put himself front and center on Tuesday afternoon in the first game of the Kansas City Royals doubleheader and had himself a rather significant game. It didn't look good to start with. So Larte struck out in his first at bat, and he wasn't too happy about it, in all honesty. Uh, the umpire was having a little bit of a hard time deciding whose side he was on during that at bat. But let's just take a look here at Solarte's first game on Tuesday afternoon. So he went two for three, scored a run off of his home run. He had a couple of hits, and he drove in four. Drove in four runs for the Toronto Blue Jays and their 11-3 victory, which brings his production up to 8 RBI and 3 home run in 12 games. That's the kind of stuff that makes you seriously not, again, not okay that a, a player is on the disabled list, but you can you can weather the storm, so to speak, and Jan Hervis Solarte is like a, a big old umbrella for the Toronto Blue Jays because they need it with Tulo out, and Josh Donaldson out, and Kendris Morales out. And now, Kendris Morales being out allowed the Toronto Blue Jays to kind of, like, use their DH spot a little more strategically, in which case it would have allowed Solarte to pick up a few extra at-bats and all that stuff. But now with injuries, he's kind of playing defensively day-to-day. Uh, -day. And what's surprising there is that he hasn't looked out of place in any of the positions in total across the three positions second short and third he's put up one negative one defensive run saved which is let's be honest very acceptable especially if a guy is producing with the bat he's filling in nicely with the glove as well as well as well as his on-field production and performance, I think something that has to be mentioned is the clubhouse presence that uh, Solarte brings to this team. Last year, watching this team struggle, you kind of felt like things were down in the dumps. Guys were frustrated, and why not? I mean, uh, if I'm hitting 200 and barely hitting 200, let's be honest, and looking at maybe not uh, having a job the following season, I'm going to be pretty down on myself too. Things just weren't happy. Solarte comes in he comes in with his dances. He dances in the dugout. He dances on the field, celebrating whenever his teammates do well. And then uh, his big crocodile chomp that he does for his daughters um, after he himself does something, rounding third base, giant jump in the air, and a crocodile chomp. That's the kind of stuff where you see a guy who's smiling, who enjoys playing the game of baseball, and in particular, enjoys playing the game of baseball in Toronto because there seems to be this myth this myth, and I hope it's just being dispelled more and more, uh, but the myth that uh, baseball, er, sorry, excuse me, Toronto is not really a baseball town, and I think over the last couple of years that's starting to change, but when you see guys like Solarte enjoy their time in Toronto, they enjoy playing the game of baseball, you can't help but kind of fall in love with that guy, especially when that guy, as I said, is producing the way he is and filling in at such a high level, and 
having such a dramatic impact on the fortunes of this team. So if you're the Toronto Blue Jays, you're happy. You look like a genius. Rockets Atkins looks like a genius for making this trade, for bringing in Solarte. And when I sat down with Mark Shapiro for the Jays from the Couch Guide to the 2018 Toronto Blue Jays, available on Amazon, there's your hashtag shameless plug. Pick up that book on Amazon. But when I sat down and talked to Mark Shapiro, I asked him who would be the contributor, who would be somebody that the Toronto Blue Jays fans would enjoy watching in the 2018 season, who's going to have a big year. And, you know, we talked about uh, Randall Grichuk coming over, his power in the AL East, but he said that the fans will be surprised and they will fall in love with Jan Hervis Solarte because Shapiro believes that Solarte is going to have a big season productively uh speaking he's going to produce he's going to be a switch hitter who can play multiple positions and who can hit for power he can get on base and i think we're starting to see that kind of play out right before our eyes and it's in it is not an exaggeration to say that Jon Hervis Solarte is one of the major reasons the Toronto Blue Jays are off to such a good start this season and who knows maybe he'll be one of the reasons why they continue their success throughout the 2018 season. If they can get Josh Donaldson back, Troy Tulowitzki back, Kendris Morales back, and everybody healthy and producing, adding in Solarte's bat, and if they can ever figure out how to get Devin Travis and Randall Grichuk back, I think this Toronto Blue Jays team is going to be surprising a lot of people. So watch out. The American League East had better watch out. The American League had better watch out. And all of those people who doubted the Toronto Blue Jays had better watch out because this is going to be a team worth a playoff spot come the end of the season. And Jan Hervis Olarte is one of the reasons why. And that brings us to the end of this episode of the Locked on Blue Jays podcast. Make sure you head on over to LockedOnBlueJays.com. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnJays. Head on over to iTunes, subscribe, give us a rate and review, Google Play, subscribe, Locked on Blue Jays, click subscribe, and then you'll get all of our audio automatically sent to you. This is Sean Doyle. Hit me up on Twitter at DoyleJFTC. Hoping life gives you a juicy fastball down the middle, and you don't miss it. Take care. Take care.